For the players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast is fueled by the Man Shake. I lost 30 kilos in 10 months using this meal replacement shake. If you want to support the show and Max and my weight loss journey, or to even start your own, click the link in the description below. The Man Shake. Real blokes, real results. For the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is for the players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast with the 40 years of playing PlayStation, eight plus years in that games meeting. By my to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, come and check out our socials. Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter, all of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join us as the conversation happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures, where you can watch us record this show live, where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can. Tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are on podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you are on YouTube, like, subscribe, leave a comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment comment if you want to support us financially you can at patreon.com slash the pop cultures as well as our merchandise store podcast.com slash shop where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it if you want to support us in other cool ways though you can go see us when we guest on other shows just like max did yesterday yeah so i was i was lucky enough to hang out with a friend of the show shane magic on the question box and it was a fantastic time is it, it so is. much fun yeah it was great so I, yeah i did it a couple of weeks ago friend of the show page did it a couple of weeks ago as well um it's just cool to be in this this cool circle of people it, it, it's- I, get a, I get a message like hey showcase is coming up do you want to come and chat i'm like yeah i want to come and chat showcase <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it sounds great <laughs> no. what a week to be on it, oh yeah, yeah you, the week lined up near on perfect day eh? <laughs> but no it's it's um it's quite so I, I did say this to you i'm just kicking up straight off the gate i did say this to you in in a private message but like it's insane to see how far you've come in the podcast game because like you and i have been friends for years i think as yeah. long as as long as my wife and i've known each other that's like near on a decade um mm. oh probably is of a decade now uh you know and like you no point had you ever considered going into a content or be like podcasting mm. and even and then when josh left and you and i were bullshit and you're like i'll give it a go from memory that's the conversation when i was like sure let's try yeah, you ca- i'm pretty sure that was the exact wording i was like oh, well you know if you need someone i can yeah and you, and you filled in for a couple episodes and then you yeah you dipped your toes and look at you now you are being like requested externally <laughs> you fucking made it son uh this is it i've peaked <laughs> <laughs> no the point i'm making is as, as i said like, for what it's worth uh, obviously, you should be proud, prouder than me, but I am very proud that you've been able to, wow. to, to Thanks, do man. that and like not just a deliver in this show every week, but then go elsewhere and deliver as well because you've guessed it a handful of times now. Mm. Yeah, no, it's always fun mixing it up, you know, getting that different, different team dynamic and, you know, everyone interacts with uh, different people in a completely different way. It makes you think differently. 
just yeah it's, a, it's an interesting experience and one that i'm very grateful for yeah because like you know shane stumped the shit out of me when i was in there because like when i when when you and i because we got that flow down right like we ne- uh, not that i never get questioned because you pull my shit up all the time but like very rarely do we get kind of stumped he's like hey here's a curveball and i went oh i've never thought of that oh fuck <laughs> dang yeah, it's always nice to get different perspectives. From- yeah, and that's the best part about going and uh, and checking it out. So that show is called The Question Box. It is on, Twi- uh, it's on Twitch. And so, you, know, you can see it record live on Fridays. It's also on YouTube. I believe it's on podcast services as well. So that's uh, Magic underscore Casts. And the show called, as I said, The Question Box. Uh, each and every week, uh, Shane chats with someone from the Australian and New Zealand uh, community, the content creation community, to chat about uh, the, the big topics of the week. And Max, you got the biggest topic of the week, which is great. Yeah, I got got super lucky. Yeah, yeah. we're chatting. <laughs> we're chatting about that very, very soon. Max, how has your week been aside from you know smashing other shows? Yeah, not be, it hasn't been too bad, actually. It's been just a pretty casual week. It's my first full week back at work this week, so mm. that was... I've realized how awesome three-day weeks were. Yeah, <laughs> that, oh, man. That... <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's been fine. Uh, work's pretty slow at the moment, because obviously we're still... They're still... Because ca- I, I work in an office building, they're still capped at, like, 50% capacity or whatever, so... It's not too bad, and you know my wife's had this week off work, so we've we've been chilling, trying to uh, trying to enjoy the the sunny days that we've had this week. You know, I've been been just doing laps of the river down near our house because we we take our our kid down there and she runs amok, runs up and down the hill constantly. Always good fun, and yeah. just yeah, it's nice having just fresh air and not being locked up in a house. Yeah, we, we we're yet to to do the big wander onto the outside um at the, at the moment, so. Hopefully. It's so busy. Everyone, everyone's doing it. Everyone's tasted that freedom that we've gotten since since midnight Thursday, and everyone's just going crazy. Which is another reason why I haven't. So for those who don't know, because we seem to have COVID fucking updates at the start of every show, because uh, the the life we live here in in Melbourne, uh, in Victoria. So we're in regional Victoria out in Geelong. So we had restrictions ease up this week. Um, but my concern is exactly as you said, is that every bastard would just flock out. So I was like, well, I, we'll, well, I mean, we, we're surviving the way we are. That's believe it. I mean, yesterday we wanted to get, we wanted to go to Kmart to get some stuff for Hadley and we're like, oh, we'll drive out to Leopold. So about what? 30 minutes out, mm. out of town. And we're like, oh, maybe it won't be so busy because we're going out of Geelong. Every single park was full, including all the car parks ah, at the Bunnings, all the car parks at the shopping center. Everything was full. Couldn't even get a park. Yeah. So we just turned around and went, nah, we're good. Yeah. I, I, that's, that's my... I'm like, oh, because there's a couple of shops that I've been wanting to go to because they're things I wanted to buy, but I wanted to see them in person before I did it. Mm. Um, clothes, primarily, right? Because, you know, especially now with um this hodgepodge of sizes after you know, losing weight. Mm. Like, I'm really unsure what's where. So I need to go and literally try it on if I can. Um, so I've been holding off on, you know, because as the weather gets better, I need to get some new shorts. So I was like, oh, let's get some fucking hot short action. Oh, I don't know what size I am depending on the store anymore. So, <clears throat> but yeah, so I'll, I'll, go, I'll go check it out eventually. Um, but yeah, no, I'm happy to, kind of happy to stay at home for the moment. Um, yeah. As I said, because, you know, with nature of both of our jobs, <clears throat> we just keep surviving. So, you know, we'll go with theirs. Oh, Mod B- uh, Bees, though, in the chat, when another member of the Manshake community has uh, subscribed with the tier one. Thank you very much, my friend. I really appreciate that. 
<sighs> but yeah, no, my week felt the same, man. Just working. Yep. Um, you know, as we transition into the new setup, the new the new uh, design of, of my of my department, um, I have been uh, sheets of paper on a wall, highlighting and writing. A, I look like a not a beautiful mind, but a you know just slightly above Aerial average killer. mind. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm getting the red strings like Pepe Silvia. You know, I'm just I'm, I'm having all these conspiracies. But you are. Uh, you had a day off this week, didn't you? Oh, I did have a day off this week. Totally forgot about that because the rest of my week was. Cannot so believe it. Cannot believe I'm bringing this up, but you know. I did. So this week I got Monday off <laughs> because uh, my boss's boss was like, "Ryan, you're working too many extra hours, and because your salary, we can't just give you more money. So take a day off, no pay. Hey, so you get paid, just don't, no leave, just fucking take a day. I'm like, sweet, and I'm taking Monday off. Then he's like, "What? That was fast." <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? I'm not coming in tomorrow. <laughs> See <you later. laughs> it's pretty much as like, I'm not coming in Monday. <laughs> I'm going home right now, and I'm not coming back tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, so because Monday was uh, AEW's All Out, which was a pay per view, and maybe one of the best pay per views I've ever seen in my entire life, because uh, it was just from front to back, amazing. It hit all the beats. Like it, there's a bunch of uh, you know uh, uh, surprise arrivals. Uh, with Adam Cole, baby, uh, as well as uh, Ed Brian Danielson popped up, which was fantastic. Uh, but I don't know, we're not here to talk about that. If you want to hear about that, you can in the return of the young and the wrestlers. That's the second show that we make here on the Pop C that is hosted by Jem and myself. After some time away, because the WWE is trash, Jem and I, we've, we've come back, we've rebranded, we are now all elite. And that's what our show is moving forward. It's us looking at the week in AEW um, rather than WWE because they're just a better company and they're better people they, and it's more exciting. I'll be it for me to extend this topic of conversation, but do they have like multiple shows throughout the week or is they it do. just so one? They, they, they have a couple of shows. So they have their Thursday, uh, so it's Thursday for us, but it's Wednesday night Dynamite. And on, then on Friday, they have Rampage. So it's uh, Thursday morning for us and Saturday morning. But then they mm -hmm. also have two YouTube shows, which are free. There is Dark and Dark Elevation. So that's essentially their up-and-comers. Uh, then mm -hmm. they also have BTE, which is a, which is like a, a YouTube series, which is like a very vlog-based, a lot of skits, a lot of promos in there. So a lot of the bullshit promos that you would normally get on WWE, they do them on the YouTube and then have more fun with it because they can do whatever they want because it's not on TV. So yep. they're swearing and it's silly and it's dumb, you know. So like it's it, we we're not going to cover all of it because like dark and dark elevation, like they're all the up and comers and it's a great way to see them do matches, but it's not entirely um what what you know what I'm what I'm wanting to look yeah, for. Cool. So for us, it'll mostly be dynamite and and rampage. <sighs> but yeah, that's enough. For, that's enough for wrestling talk, Max. We've been playing this week. Uh, I have. <clears throat> That shocked. Die. Just die a little bit. I have been playing uh, with a um, thanks to Bandai Namco Australia. I have been playing the new Tales of Arise. Uh, I'm about four hours deep, so I'm still very early game. Uh, this is this is their latest big JRPG. Um, from what I hear, it's like a fifty-hour epic. But I'm very, 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 very early. Uh, there's so much to do, I keep getting distracted. Uh, very early on in the game, you find a, a cooking pot, and it's like, hey, if you if you if you make food, you'll get bonuses. And I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna spend like an hour searching for ingredients to cook like mad food. 
<laughs> but um you know the the game kicks off strong it's very um it's it's the latest in the tale series which is i think celebrating their 25th anniversary this year so it comes from a long uh, you know a long lineage of games um yeah i'm i'm having a i'm having a lot of fun with it i'm not going to say too much about the story cuz don't know it yet i am very very early and i've i've seen basically the open opening cinematic which is absolutely fantastic the music behind it is is brilliant um it's the it's the it's a standard uh you know party system for combat where uh except you control you only control one character it's, it's real-time battles not turn-based so you there's a combo system uh, you have basic attacks which add on to your arts abilities, which are like your special attacks, and you can combo them into the uh, into combo them in with normal attacks. You get uh, they've got a they've got a cap on it though, so you can't just spam your uh, your favorite special attack because that it has essentially diminishing returns if you don't use other attacks mm-hmm. in your combo. So you can't just constantly do the same thing to get a, to get away with it. Um, again, yeah, I'm about four or five hours in, so I can't I can't say much. But this game is really. But so, uh, with the 25 years of lineage, approximately for Tales, yeah, and you and I, I know you've spent some time with previous Tales games. Yeah, so I, how are you I feeling haven't... about it now? Like, is is it feeling like a like visually, gameplay wise, oh, it's real time? Visually, so... I mean, visually, it it doesn't even compare to what the last title i played was i believe the 2016 one Mm. so it's been quite a significant uh quite a significant break between games for me the the visuals are absolutely stunning again the the music design in the game is absolutely incredible at the moment it's got that very it did something similar to what they did earlier in the year in scarlet nexus where it kind of uh, I think they refer to them as skits in this. Uh, basically, they're like mini cutscenes where characters are interacting with each other, and it does that that comic book strip aesthetic. And then for the more uh, informative or bigger set pieces, they do a fully animated cutscene. Uh, they're really, really well done. And then uh, for just simple like text dialogue, it's just the standard two characters on screen together sharing their dialogue nothing too nothing too fancy but it's it's nice to separate those those three distinct things uh for the skits and cutscenes that they've got three different ways of presenting that information to you all of those can also be uh reconsumed during the game so uh you have campsites for resting and um when you're at a campsite there's an option to reminisce and you can kind of rewatch and re-go through content that you uh either missed didn't quite catch the first time so you can re-watch those cutscenes, make sure you caught everything and even in real time while you're exploring the maps or doing things you'll get a little prompt in the bottom right hand corner to hit a button and it'll it'll prompt a skit and it'll stop or pause the gameplay essentially it'll play out this skit of uh the characters interacting with each other and then it'll put you back into where you're going to and uh play through so far, there's only one um, one issue I'm having with the game, and I don't know if it's something that's in the settings that can be changed. I haven't I haven't let, looked yet, but the default setting for quest tracking is it'll give you a golden star icon on your screen, so you can go so you know where you're going. But that golden star only seems to 
uh, appear on the map if you're on the same map as the as the quest. So if you're on a different if you're in a different area, and you have to travel between maps to get to that area, it doesn't indicate which direction you should be going. There's no golden star sitting there to show. Um, so you but, have to kind of remember what maps connect to what, otherwise you have no yeah, idea. So there is, I mean, you can pull up your big map. I, I've worked out how to do that. <laughs> um, and you can kind of see where you need to go and, you you, you know, you, the, the quest is easily accessible so you can reread through what you need, where you need to go. Mm. But it's not until you actually get to the proper map that the quest is on that that indicator will show. Okay. Not that, that, not that that's a big issue, but... At the, at the time, I didn't realize that, and I got lost for a little while. But that was, you know, also on me for not reading the instructions properly. That's that's all right. Um, so in the chat, uh, Shane jumps in and goes, uh, "Benji Sales has tweeted that peak concurrent players on Steam for a rise is higher than ev every other Tales game combined." So yeah, tell, so I've... Tales of Arise is sitting at 45,000 plus. Sisteria was 9696. Nice. Uh, uh, Area is 8.085. Vesperia DE is 3450. And Symphonia is uh, 1414. So I presume this is right now or like at, yeah. uh, upon release because so, I doubt that only 1,400 people played Symphonia on release. From what I've, from what I've heard also... Uh, depending on how well this game sells, there is that possibility of remastering the older ones and bring and making them more modern. So that would be really exciting for me personally if that was the case. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it because this is the most non-betsing game that's ever betsing game. So um, <laughs> even the I even thought, the potential I, luring of farming made me go, nah, bro. <laughs> yeah i tried to lure you in with i'm like it's got farming i don't know how hardcore the farming is but it's got farming yeah no it's gonna take me a little bit to to cross that line into the threshold well, i will i will i will also point out that bandai namco did provide me with a copy of the deluxe edition so coming with the deluxe edition it does come with all the dlc costumes which are all um cosmetic only so they're just uh cosmetic uh, basically overlay skins that you can put on so no matter what gear you're wearing you you'd look a certain way mm -hmm. which is awesome it does also come with an xp booster a um a, a currency booster that allows you to sell higher in the shops all of these things i have downloaded but they can all be turned off i am playing with them all turned off mm -hmm. i have yet to um i know again i'm very early in the game but i've yet to hit a, essentially a brick wall from being too low a level i feel that there are, there are enough monsters on each of the areas to where you don't have to sit there and farm xp to be to no, stay of level there's um you know the the xp is still generous already mm -hmm. uh there is side quests that you can do that will obviously give you extra xp but so far i've yet to hit that i can't progress on the main story because i haven't killed enough mobs to be off level okay well, that's good I just wanted to just wanted to yeah point that out that, that you can purchase those so far i haven't found them necessary and i haven't been using them yeah. so but we did, i do so, have so we did get it a couple of days before release but nowhere near enough time to really sink your teeth into as you said <laughs> yeah so there will be an ongoing review over the next cupping uh, couple of weeks uh as max uh is t spends more time with the title and uh adds to his thoughts Yes. Anything else you've been jamming to? That's pretty much it. I mean, I'm still playing Destiny 2. Ugh. 
Um, I'm currently mid-run of Hades. <laughs> but other than that, no, that's that's pretty much it. Tales of Arise has been the big one this week. I've, I've dipped my toe back into Ghost of Tsushima Legends now that the the master working systems out so i've done a few of the master challenges to upgrade some of my equipment uh the challenges seem pretty fun most of them are fairly straightforward uh, the few that i've had were like kill x amount of enemies with headshots uh dismantle x amount of legendary pieces of gear uh, they've now introduced cursed items uh, cursed items allow you to skip a step in the master working section so you can um but you just have to cleanse the item first. So I had one that was uh, every time you hit an enemy with a bow, you'll be poisoned and you need to cure that poison five times to cleanse this. So they're very easy. They're very easily obtainable. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just an extra layer of fun to for those uh, to do inside those missions or survival waves. Yeah. So I'm, and also, I'm still... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, and one last thing. I am still a massive fan that they dropped the survival wave cap to fifteen on all difficulties. Uh, those were long enough at they're long enough at fifteen. Uh, they used to be twenty five waves, and that was a slog. Ew. So thank you for <laughs> shorter shortening those. So I myself, I myself, sorry, have been spending time in Ghost of Tsushima. I played for a couple of hours today, specifically as well mm -hmm. as throughout the week. Uh, it has been my little sort of game that I've chipped at here and there. Still haven't got to Iki because I am just distracted by everything else. I haven't even done any campaign shit. Exactly what I said I w I shouldn't do is exactly what I've done. I I, I mean it is hard. It, it's yeah. really hard to not be distracted in that game. Like, I just pull up stuff and then I just wander over and find foxes and fucking hot springs and cut bamboo. And, like, I'm spending so much unnecessary amount of time just avoiding main story or even any story. I'm like, oh, it's a side story. I don't know. There is, a, you know, there is a there is a, a shrine over here. I might go there <laughs> instead. You know what I mean? And that's what I end up doing instead. I just kind of, like, fuck off and go piss fart around instead so look the game is still still absolutely stunning i, I think i'm connecting to it like because the gameplay feels better now especially in that higher frame rate so for me i'm like oh wait i'm gonna go and just sword fight things because i can i feel that i'm more responsive i feel that i'm yeah. more fluid um you know th there are times between uh, actions where what you know just the increase in frames makes it feel like that there is a bit more room to move if that makes sense yeah you know i completely agree you know like yeah so like that's kind of what i've been doing uh other than that i did a little bit of rootin tootin cowboy shooting uh mostly because they had the uh the gun was it the gun club the quick draw club so you know for over a month it's kind of like their seasons in rocket league mm -hmm. i guess as an example uh they have the quick draw club so over these x amount of days uh if you just get a certain amount of xp and just by playing the game you get a bunch of extra uh cosmetics and gold bars so the the item the the draw club itself costs about 25 gold bars but you will make that back in that in the month if you collect all of them which is kind of cool which is smart because it then makes you buy it again the next month um so here uh craig and i we do, we friend of the show craig the March show he and i did the first first round through it just fine second round because we've not been playing it as much because we've been watching sons of anarchy together um i didn't make the cap 
I was just short of the 24 levels. I think I got like tw 19 or 20 or something. Because I went back in to be like, oh shit, I got to run that through. And it's like, ah, oh, it's already rolled over into the third. I'm like, no. <laughs> but to its credit though, I can buy it at any time and it will re and it will fill what I've done. So if yeah. I play it and then I just go, oh shit, I've got two days left of it. Ah, I'm pretty much there. I'll buy the, I'll spend the gold bars now. I'll buy the thing. It goes, oh, you, well, we know since oh, that look, day. It, it retroactively. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Retroactively gives you all the benefits, which is real, which I really appreciate because, you know, uh, for those that can't really, if, if you just happen to make, to, to get enough over the month, you're like, oh, sweet. Right. Well then I'll, I'll do it. But if you know that you're not going to, you're not going to spend, yeah. spend the gold. Yeah. Uh, additionally, I've been jamming some Hades as well. Similar to yourself. Still can't get past that, that Minotaur fuck. Uh, but I did. I took him out. Well, I, I thought I did, and he just kind of wandered off. And then I end up finding him in a room with a dude with a shield. I'm like, I couldn't beat you by yourself, mate. Why do you have a friend? <laughs> so my genuine worry is that I don't think I'll ever finish this game because by the time I get to get to Elysium and get to the Minotaur, I am fucked. Straight mm. fucked. So I'm not not very confident I'm going to get much further, which disappoints me. But I said the same thing about Returnal, and I quit that game. So uh, I don't want to quit Hades because I really like Hades. It just plays it plays more fun for me. I still jump in occasionally. Yeah. I'll still jump in occasionally, and maybe, maybe just maybe I'll get really lucky. Kind of like the run I had where I um I just happened to get like a, a god a hero what's the highest thing a heroic epic oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah one of the one of the purple boons whatever the highest the gold whatever boon, the, yeah. yeah whatever the gold boon is I happen to get that where my spear becomes like the best thing in the world so I'm just I'm just pressing triangle and just eating that shit around everything's just blowing up it was amazing and then if but then of course the one of the final rooms before I got to the Minotaur was like hey here's two high level bosses get fucked and then so I didn't get if I got to him with that spear I think I would have got it but <sighs> I did buy did pick up some games though uh, this week I did uh, with, there was a little bit of an independent sale or a bit of a sale on I picked up Little Dragon's Cafe which is a game that, that I've been wanting to grab for a while because uh, it's made by uh, the gentleman behind uh, Harvest Moon he kind of went off into this little side game so it's kind of it's like running a cafe with a little dragon uh, apparently the gameplay loop kind of uh, overstays its welcome which I'm like mm. but I haven't played it yet I picked it up for like six bucks I was like cool maybe this is the time and then things start coming out, and I was like, "Oh, maybe this isn't the time," but I think it might be. I'll, I'll, this is this is definitely not the time. There is so much stuff yeah. this month. But I'm very lucky. Then once again, the nature of what we do is we're to pick and choose what we do, and that means we don't have to play everything that comes out, which is good. So we get to pick the things we want to play, and um, we may still pick ourselves into pain, but. <laughs> I may already have, <laughs> may already have. <laughs> but yeah so like that's kind of where I'm at right now um, I'll probably just keep chipping away at ghosts uh, until something else comes in because I think what we've got uh, well you obviously you've got ghosts of Ari uh, ghost. you've got trials of arise right now well we've got death stranding right a couple now. of weeks death stranding a couple of weeks we've got death loop in a couple of days death loop in a couple of days yeah um, yeah there's a lot mm. there's a lot it's an interesting time. Uh, 
But before we get into the main grunt, main part of the show, Max, we have a section we call our Get Less Fat Update. For those of you that don't know, over twenty twenty, uh, over this whole pandemic, I have lost over 35 kilos using a product called The Man Shake. It's a meal replacement shake that I am an ambassador for. Uh, so they help support us. They help support this show. And... Max himself has even started a weight loss journey uh, throughout this year where he's lost the better part of 15 kilos. Max, how goes your week in the weight loss side of things? Uh, it's been pretty good. Uh, the back end of this week, I've gotten back on my shakes. Um, I, have dis- I have rediscovered that, like beer, the last mouthful is atrocious if it's even slightly warm. Yeah. <laughs> Because I, I uh, as I mentioned earlier, we've been going for walks along the river near my house with my kid. So I took uh, took my shake with me, drinking in the car on the way down there, going along my walk, still drinking. Five minutes later, I'm just like, ah, no. <laughs> so yeah. I'm going, like, the, the tiniest bit left at the bottom is like, too warm. Yeah. No, it's, uh, <laughs> the, like, the shake is so much better the more co- the, the colder it is. And because I use... Uh, so I use a little bit w- more water than is recommended because so, I like mine a little bit more uh, juicy. <laughs> like I'm gonna but I also I also blend mine. I don't shake it. Mm. So that in itself does tend to heat it up a little bit. Yeah, it kind of aerates um, it differently but, as well. Yeah, so... But no, it's good. Um, I'm still killing the chocolate and coffee. That's the way to go. The caramel, I've decided, is just way too sweet for me. Yeah. In saying that, I'm almost at the end of that bag because caramel coffee was my jam for for a good good time. But uh, yeah, as as uh, new no. puts in the chat, <laughs> four hundred to five hundred mils of water, blend it, chuck it back in the fridge. Yeah, unfortunately, I stupidly blended it and went, "Oh, I'm running late," and walked out the door with it. <laughs> I didn't have the chance to chance to re uh, read it. Maybe I should start putting ice in them. Yeah, you put if you bl- bit, you put ice bit. in it, and it comes like a frappe. It's the it's yeah. amazing. Or oh. like. Frozen fruit. I have frozen fruit. I don't know why to like put some frozen bananas in it or something. Oh, you lost me. You had me for a second there, then you lost me. <laughs> but look, I'm in the same boat. Like my, like I, I have been doing this for so long that my routine is just on the same. Right. Yeah. Like I, I know I, I get up in the morning and put my shake. I shakes the, 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 the beat by beat is is just yeah. so second nature to me now. Um, like I am the only thing that I am really missing right now is the gym. I'm missing mm. so bad. Like I can feel my body not being as good. Like, yes, I could probably do some yoga or something here. And like the man challenge comes up soon. Are you um, still doing, uh, were you still doing that? Uh, what was it? DDT yoga? The DDP yoga. No, DDP. I haven't done it in a little while. Oh. Um, but I think I might. So additionally, there is the man challenge. So about, uh, mm. twice a year, the man shake does, uh, put a, a sort of a fitness challenge together for about 30 days. It's starting on the 20th of this month. I'll get you a code, Max. Um, so That's the good. idea is that each day you sort of, you follow the meal plan, you do these little exercises, and at the end of the month, you should see a substantial difference just by doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's three levels. It's like, you know, in, like uh, beginner, intermediate, and, and intense. Um, so like you can shape it and you can swap it at any time. So if you're starting to feel a little bit easier, you're like, well, well I'm going to chuck it in the intermediate area and you go, oh, that was a bad call and you can scale it back. Um, so yeah, so it's kind of like, you know, some intense, uh, intense and then like a yoga and then something intense again, then like a Pilates mm-hmm. and then some stretching. You know, it's just kind of a mix of, uh, of different kinds of fitnessy 
things and you get that for yep. free if you just do a month's order which is a standard order you know like the four bags or whatever you will get it mm -hmm. uh, if not i think it's 99 dollars by itself um but yeah i i, I will uh because because the man shake is a supporter of the show um i'll get I'll, I'll be like hey man you sent me one can you get max one that sounds awesome. So that, that'll be cool to chat about on, on the show as part of this update. But if you want to support us on our weight loss journey or maybe even start your own, you can by clicking the link in the description. It is bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash F-T-P, Manshake. I could just make it the popculture.com slash Manshake. I don't know how to do that. But now that our IT friend, Joel, that helped design our page is back, in, he's, he's back in the world. Uh, I'd be like, hey, how do I do this? Because bit.ly links are stupid. Um, Didn't you like break the website earlier this oh, week totally, and Joel fixed it? 100% <laughs> broke it this week. No, no, he, I fixed it myself. So I was removing- No, I heard, no, I, I heard Joel fixed it. That's what yeah, I heard. Yeah, Joel gave me some advice, and, but I, I still fixed it. So uh, I, I, I was deleting old episodes uh, of Young and the Wrestlers because we're, you know, with the tra change, you want to end like, they aren't- You wanted like completely disassociate yourself from WWE. It's well, like, the, we're not, the, we're the not with them anymore at all. Like Additionally, the content, because of its weekly week by week design, it's not evergreen, right? Yeah, true. So I was like, well, no one's going back to listen to them. We've sh we've shifted the show. Let's get let's rid of them. Let's clear up some service space. Apparently, I was clearing them too fast for the website to keep up and went, hang on, fuck. And then it got stuck in this feedback loop where it's trying to find something and it couldn't break the loop. And so the, like the uh, website yeah. went down for a minute. Everything, I'm like, uh oh. So I've, I essentially had to go through the back end through like some servery way that I happened to just happen to know because there was a, for a while there wouldn't let us upload directly to the WordPress. Pardon me, I burped and you come at the same time. Um, I had to go back in there, delete what? it. And the second that I deleted the file in there, it went, oh, we can't find the file. Sweet. And then it stopped looping. Yeah, so that was an experience. But yeah, if you, yeah, so if you wanna, yeah, if you wanna support yeah, support our journey, start your own. You can link in the description below. Bitly.ftp/manshake. You don't have to fucking buy anything. Just clicking on the link and having a look around gives us some support. And uh, you know, maybe you, you you yourself can make some lifestyle changes. Max, let's get into the new. Is this actually called Inform the Players? We tell you about what happened this week in PlayStation, and it's a pretty fucking easy one. Mm. Planned right now is we are just going to talk about the PlayStation Showcase. It happened uh, Friday morning, uh, so yesterday morning at the time of recording, uh, a couple of days ago for those watching as it goes up on the services, uh, 6 a.m. Uh, so I got up at like, my, I was actually really, actually really wanting to get up. Uh, I woke up at 2.30, woke up at 3.30, then I woke up at 4.30, went, you know what, fuck up, I'm just going to get up. Got up, had a shower, had a coffee, sat down in here. I was joined by a friend of the show, Paul, Paul, uh, from, uh, yeah, Paul James from Player 2. Uh, he joined uh, myself in the stream. Uh, you were there in the chats because you were working. And, I was, uh, yeah. Yeah, and that's, uh, so let's go through the beats, the, the beats that, that it went through, and then we'll get into our overall thoughts, opinions. Actually, or do you want to give a preface of how we feel about it before? No, uh, yeah, we can do that if you want. Okay. Well, what's what's your I'll, preface? I'll, I'll I'll actually I'll let you lead this one because I think we've got vastly different opinions on yeah. how good this showcase was. So, I didn't come out hot at all. Uh, we'll get into the nitty gritty as to why, but like, for me, I, I left going that was kind of disappointing. Yes, there were some good things in there. However, as from an overall perspective, it really kind of fell short. 
Mm. Like, as we'll get into it, like they crammed, they opened up with something great. But even then, it's a teaser for something that is who fucking knows when it's coming. Like, to me, that is uh, Elder Scrolls 6 level announcement because we have no idea when. It could be years away from all we know, and it sounds like it could be. And then they back end it with a handful of announcements with two of them that are two years plus, right? Mm. So the idea of here's what's coming up in the next 12 to 18, in the next 12 months was kind of the pitch of it, right? They spend time covering something that's coming out next week. They talk- was it though? Yeah, no, that was wasn't, the pitch. Wasn't, the next- there, wasn't there pitch just the future of PlayStation? It was, it was, yeah, it was it was future of, now and beyond was kind of the idea, right? So well, I mean, that doesn't that doesn't necessarily cap it at eighteen months. Like beyond is still two years yes, away. Yes, but if they're doing these, if they do these every twelve months, then you indicate then the it's indication, that- the the precedent that they've established is twelve months, mm-hmm. right? Because there are limited state of plays throughout the year. The precedent is that this is the next mm. 12 months because come this time next year, we'll have another showcase for you and then we'll show you the next 12 months, right? Because Sony, well, see, my- Sony up until like, they, they have, have stepped away from showing things way in the future. They've made yeah. that, as toward the back end of the PS4, they had made that decision. Like, let's not go too far because people aren't people don't like that right mm. so instead in a change of leadership and a change of design they have said god no let's show them shit that's coming in a handful of years well i'd like to point out just to just to counter your point that last playstation showcase we saw horizon zero uh horizon forbidden west still not out so that's two years we have seen uh, we sorry, saw that no no it's been a year <laughs> oh it's it, just a bit more than a year sorry yeah we saw god of war that mm-hmm. teaser that short teaser Said 2021 so they dated it mm-hmm. at the time final fantasy 16 didn't show here don't know when it's coming yeah that's, that's a ballsy one yeah but that's the second party deal. i'm talking i'm talking first party primarily but no i see your point yeah your point is correct little devil inside don't know yeah i don't believe with that. Don't know when it's coming no nah, no idea uh stray obviously was been shown dated, been dated since, yeah. has been dated got pushed pragmata have no idea what's going on with oh, that. Oh, that, that one was... did say like 2023. They they did bury the lead on that one pretty yeah. quickly because that was that was Project Eighth. No, that was Forspoken. No, that was Forspoken. Yeah. Um, that Pragmata was the space, the space weird one. one yeah. That I think yeah, they did happened. clearly say 2023 in that one or 2022. Yep. Like they very clearly said it's like years away. So yeah, obviously yeah. years away. Um, what else was there that I'm missing? Uh, it was it was uh, Goodbye Volcano High, which obviously got recently delayed, and we know when that's coming. My argument to some of those things is the pandemic. The pandemic yeah, has no, shifted that. that. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, Horizons Forbidden West should be out now. Yeah, my understanding so, is that it's now is where it should be, but it's you can put it in the line. However, over, overall, though, my my impression of the showcase was it was fine, but I don't know why they didn't just separate this into two set of plays: one for the third parties, one for the exclusives. Yeah, so that's that's because that's kind of my point as well. Is like when we have state of plays throughout the year, like when you can sprinkle things, a showcase to me believes that we're going to blow your fucking mind. Mm. and you should be you should be leaving requiring new pants you should be sweating from the brow you should need a cigarette right that is that's what they should be doing to you and because sony has been quiet for so long not the expectations were high but they're like if you've been so quiet you're clearly banking it right Mm. i've come out of this going they don't fucking know 
from a first party perspective, they don't know. They they're very confident in one studio, but other than well, that, that was, we don't know. But that, I'll, that was I'll, yeah. Go sorry. I was gonna say I'll let you I'll let you preface and then we'll yeah. start breaking it down. That was that was one of the points that I made last night with Shane on the question box. Was my concern is that they just don't have anything to show. They needed they realized that they needed to show, to show something. They're like, let's do a showcase, but we've still got nothing. Like I, I mentioned last night, you know, this could have been two two state of plays, twenty minutes each. You cover the third party stuff in one. You cover your exclusives in the other. Um, you know, there was some. I mean, we'll, we'll get to it in the breakdown, but you know, there was some weird, just like we knew some, something had a date at one point, and then all of a sudden it's now dated next year. And they decided to like just sneaky drop that announcement in the middle of the showcase. See, I would agree with you because like there are a couple of uh, Starfield esque Elder Six Scribe Hail yeah. Marys in here. Like shit, we like, have nothing. So, like Bethesda did. Shit, we have nothing. Uh, let's give them. Let's give them what we know will get them excited. So they'll come out. People will come out. The average consumer will come out happy. And I think I do. I am very aware that the way I look at this showcase is very different because I'm, mm. I'm thinking in, in a different perspective. And of course my, my inherent cynicism is and like, I think I, I also, I also made this point last night that in the, in the nature of the content that we create, I want information constantly, yeah. but as a fan, I don't want to know that elder scrolls seven is coming in 10 years time. I don't want to wait 10 years. Announce something that's coming out in that six to 18 month window. Hmm. Don't don't be like, here it is. It's coming in probably 2025, maybe. Yeah. And like, that's what I feel like a couple of, like, I, don't, I don't care. Hmm. And that's, and that's that weird line that we straddle of as fans, we want things to come out sooner, but as creators, we do in we do like that information that is helpful. Yeah, but we, uh, we it's not as if we want it to come out now. We want we want to have something that can have information, right? Because right yeah. now we'll get to the. There's one game in particular that is that I can only presume is so far out. So ever and it's the same problem that Bethesda have, right? Every conversation that anyone will ever have with that studio between now and when it releases is, what's when's this? But so every conversation Bethesda could do anything, and they're like, what about Elder Scrolls Six though? Like, no, yeah. no, but we're here to talk about fucking Deathloop and Ghostwire. Yeah, but Elder Scrolls Six though. Like, when you can you fuck off? Like, because, like, now that they've acknowledged its existence, it's yeah. all they will hear. And all that's going to do is make people agitated and make and make uh, people, fr like, people agitated and frustrated and get people will burn out on the idea of that, that IP before it even comes out. Anyway, do you have any, any more preface before we break into the beat by beat? Let's let's get into it. All right, beautiful. So the show does kick off uh, with the Knights of the Old Republic remake. You've got the the bat, the essentially the key face of it, whose name I can never remember. Yeah, no, I haven't played it in like a bajillion of years, so yeah. I also do not remember the dude. So it's, it's a clear. It's not actual gameplay. It's clearly a CG'd uh, thing, which tends to happen. Uh, it's a silhouette of a of a of a Sith in a cloak comes through, ignites the lightsaber. It looks fantastic. Um, made by it's just been made by Aspire, so it does confirm the rumor mill that we've heard for the longest time about a Kotor remake. However, one thing that we did not anticipate was that it would to be a console launch exclusive on the PS5, uh, and it's coming to PC, of course. Additionally, 
the trailer opened with the Sony Interactive Entertainment Presents, which is something that Sony, that's a branding that Sony cut away from about a year or so ago, which indicates this deal has been around for a while. Mm. Which is exciting. Now, having, I've never played KOTOR personally because it's on, uh, it's on, it was on Xbox at the it's time. Xbox at the time, yeah. Uh, additionally, I do have it on PC. However, it it's, so great. Old, it's so old, it I can't play it. Like when I bought it, it was like so yeah. far away from the when it released. I'm like, this is rough. It so, is the greatest Star Wars game, in my opinion, ever made. Mm. But it did not age well. No, no, no. Like a, it is, it is a real rough play now. The story still holds up, but it is a rough play. Um, and I, I, you know, I had this conversation last night that I don't know if I want them to completely modernize it akin to like, you know, Final Fantasy VII remake where they redo, rejigger the entire combat, or I just want that sweet facelift. Um, just make it pretty and leave it exactly as it was. I think it's going to vary. I think, I think it's going to have to be... I mean, mi- the optimal choice is let me do both. It's going like, to have to be a mix of the two, and the reason, and the reason a, being, mode and give me a, a a new mode, yeah. Like so, because when I think back to when I when I think about games that like Star Wars games, right? An example, even being Jedi Fallen Order, or even like the Jedi Knight, you know, Jedi Academy, Jedi Outcast series, right? Whenever you have a lightsaber and you go into combat, you're just flailing, and then the game kind of has to guess that you're hitting. You know I mean, like it doesn't have the uh, uh, fluidity or the beauty of what you see a lightsaber battle to be. It's just frantic. Yeah. Like even in Fallen Order, which handled it so much better because of using the design of that Souls S combat allows for a bit more strategic. So when when you did decide to hit, the hits matter, right? Yeah. But there were moments where you just like, I'm just going to flail my lightsaber at this creature. If it gets in my way, it's fucking done. You know, so adding a turn-based setup to that could allow for a nice, you know, a nice bit more of a clear flurry rather than just getting on with someone's shit. And I I do think that, especially with like Final Fantasy VII, uh, I believe the way they handled that semi-turn-based, semi-action was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that might be a good blend to yep. go in there. Uh, the moment show in the chat adds, was, it's like going back to to Mass Effect 1. Spot on, because Mass Effect 1 came out after this from memory. Yeah. So it's even older than Mass Effect 1. But once again, this to me, this was one, this, this is a Hail Mary uh, way. Like we need to open big. Let's go with this. Because this, this fucker is not out in the foreseeable future. No, not at all. You know what I mean? So all the things that we'll get to them, all the things that people are excited about are just they're they're ways away. They're so far away. They're so far away. Next. I'm uh, glad you got you I'm glad you have these in order, because I do not. I wrote them down. That's why I, t- I took notes during the presentation. <laughs> what a nerd. Shut up. <laughs> uh next up was Project Eve, uh, which was cool. Like the sec, the it started with some very gratuitous butt and vagina shots of this, uh, of this person flipping around, very bayonetta style, very oh yeah, this is the this feeling. Was the the bayonetta near automata devil may cry, devil may cry, sort of, yeah, to beat him up. Yeah. A lot of cool imagery for me is what I got out of this. An example being because it starts in a space station, she gets yeeted through the wall. She's in space. She looks up and sees a space station. Uh, with a giant eye on it and a bunch of wings, it kind of looks like what the the imagery of what an angel should be. Like mm. you know, I was like, oh, angels, these white things would be like, no, no, by like the 
the description from in certain ways is just a fucking eye and wings and it's disgusting looking right it's real horrifying shit that's what it looked like for me so some great imagery in here um it's i, I certainly don't think it's a betson game probably a max game probably um i did feel it kind of hung out a little bit longer uh it may, you know project eve is capital like eve could is this some sort of connected connected to parasite eve and old playstation one game like is it a softy reboot because it's made by a step up i think that was um yep. i don't know this seems more like a max game yeah so this was the one i missed this was, this was literally the one trailer that i missed during the showcase i haven't gone back to uh to watch the whole thing it looked interesting i don't believe it got dated it did not get dated no um so you know i mean we at least saw gameplay in that trailer that's true we by did. the look of it uh, so from, from potentially so, back end of next year so it's least in the foreseeable future yeah but yeah, even some of the enemy designs really cool. Like these dudes mm. with big round pointy heads and she cranks it and fucking blood splits everywhere. Like the the cre- uh, so from a design aesthetic and very similar to Scarlet Nexus, I guess, where yeah. I look at it and I go, oh shit, I kind of like what they're presenting. I don't think I'll play it. I don't think it'll be, a, I don't think I will like how it plays, but I'll at least like how it looks. Yeah. One thing that I didn't like how it looks, which is weird because the art style isn't different it's just not a it just doesn't age well in a high definition world uh tiny tina's wonderlands so uh this is a essential spin-off to uh borderlands it's based on the character of tiny tina she's essentially role-playing like tabletop role-playing but with guns so yeah so this is their second uh foray into this because obviously borderlands 2 had uh what was it tiny tina's assault on something or other and it was basically a dungeons and dragons themed dlc for borderlands 2 and it was literally the greatest thing in borderlands 2 it was fantastic i was a huge fan of borderlands 1 borderlands 2 all the dlcs borderlands 3 for me did not hit the mark no same uh the humor was off the gameplay was off a little bit it just didn't have that as as weird as this sounds it did not have that borderlands feel to me it really did so like the, the writing team were different so the humor didn't land like it, mm. it it had that weird mix of like there were in in borderlands one and two like even the, the humor itself landed like and, and i know that's a very like the way it was written there was an organicness to it that kind of even though it was irreverent it did kind yeah. of still work where I found, and there's another game that we'll talk about in here. You know, it's very it, it, difficult to get gamer. Uh, sorry, very difficult to get humor in games. Yeah, which is why like South Park: Stick in Truth it, and South Park: A Fractured Butthole were so were so impressive because like the game makes you belly laugh, where yeah. not many games do that anymore. Yeah, so this has re-sparked my hopeful love of this franchise because it's essentially the hopefully, bard's tale it, says no and is that what it was called no ah drats. but um this is this is hopefully going to re-spark that love of borderlands especially if this is just essentially a larger content of that borderlands 2 dlc yeah well as a complete standalone game i do imagine it's a lot more than that dlc yeah. for two uh, I love the idea of it, especially around a tabletop role-playing game, which, you know, now I'm more interested than I've ever been before uh, because, you know, my, my day job, I'm surrounded by tabletop role-playing all the time. 
Uh, so I like that from an once again from an aesthetic point of view. I love the idea of you go in with guns into a fantasy world, very similar to Trigger Witch. Um, mm. You know, and I don't see how that works. Because uh, like know, they, they all they all had fun names. Like you know, most of the I mean, it was not so much the guns come to mind, but like all the grenade mods were like fireball, chain lightning, magic missile. Like mm. it was all completely on the nose of exactly what you were doing. Yeah, but like I said, a myth like that part I like. I I really find the cell shaded looked kind of gross. Yeah, it doesn't age well. I like that look. But um, it's not working for me here. Yeah. Uh, Reverend Puck coming through with all the facts. Tiny Teen is Assault on Dragon Keep. Yeah, it's the one. There you go. Puck always comes through with the fucking deets. Things you need to know, they make happen. Uh, uh, yeah, so that has been my, uh, dated for the 25th of March, 2022. So... Essentially right around the Six corner. months away? Not even... Uh, yeah, no, six months away. So that's a good time. Six months is a great fucking window. Like, now this isn't the first time we've seen this. No, but we have seen this previously, so we it wasn't a surprise. But the yes, first time it's been dated from memory, and that yeah. that that close date makes people go, "Oh, cool! I can still be excited about this. I can keep my eye out for things in the near future." And then mm -hmm. I'll, and then we'll go from there. Uh, next up was for spoken. Uh, so this is a game written by Gary Witter uh, and Amy Henning of yep. uh, Uncharted fame. Uh, mm -hmm. It is made by Luminous. So that's the team that worked on Final Fantasy 15. Yes. Yeah, so. that's it. that does check out. I think that checks out. Because they did Final Fantasy something. So mm. uh, it's this cool looking game that like we have seen stuff about it before. But the basic premise is that you're this uh, young girl in a modern day setting. She gets sunk, you know, ripped through this giant space butthole and then she rocks up uh, in this fantasy land where she has the, the Shenshi Ten Rings cuff uh, that talks to her. Kind of sounds like Troy Baker with an accent. Uh, and yeah, there's like a lot of cool traversal, some kind of cool looking dragony monster things. What do you think, dude? Uh, so this was shown off at the first showcase it was. a year ago. Yeah. It looks uh, I don't remember it because they must have, this must be so different. <laughs> it it does look very different. So this this the first splash screen obviously it shows the luminous, it shows the square enix, and then it showed this this interesting uh, picture of the environment, and I'm like, oh, this is Final Fantasy. Oh, I, I remember I now. Instantly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was instantly in, and then it ended with the the Project Athea um, right. title. I'm like, oh, cool. This could actually be a Final Fantasy game. Then I think a couple of months later, it's like, hey, this is for Spoken. This is what it is. I'm like, this is actually awesome. Mm. Um, so we see here in the gameplay, you know, you see her get ripped from that modern world into that 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 fantasy world that, that you so eloquently put of through a space butthole. Uh, you see the Science very quick... <laughs> you see the, that very quick, fast-paced traversal. Um, and I think that we've seen that... Games can be made or broken by their traversal, and if this if this world is In, just infamous, infamous as the game is built solely on its traversal. Sunset Infam Overdrive built both Insomniac games, yeah. oddly enough. Uh, yeah, Spider Man, In infamous, yeah. infamous Spider Man prototype. Yes, it, yes. Like, all of those games had fun traversal, and it made you want to be in that world. And if this game, 
by the look of it, it's pulling it off for me already. If this game pulls it off, that alone can you know can make this 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 experience fun and with the you know it, i believe it's a playstation 5 exclusive so we're going to be able to move faster because everything's going to be able to load and render in faster it's just going to be incredible i mean it looks flashy uh the story from like from what we've seen looks interesting the fact that it's written by gary witter amy hennig there's a few other people that i know that their names don't come to mind but i believe they wrote uh, the TV series Shadow Hunters for Netflix. Oh, my wife loves Airing that on shit. It. Yeah. So, it it's got a it's got a decent team behind it, especially from a writing perspective. That's that that has me interested alone. Yeah. So like, so for me, the thing that caught me off off your interest, I'm like, oh, this looks great. Like when you get into that fantasy world and then you start to see these big uh, vistas, big landscapes. That's mm. that's the shit that gets me excited, right? And what the future is. When when, when something when, when you have the ability to make something feel massive, right? Yeah. That's what get that's what I what I want. Um, the some of the writing was a little bit off. Like, whoa, did I do that? You know, like some of that sh- cheesy shit was a bit there. But like, I trust in Gary Witter. Like, you gave me Rogue One for Christ's sake. You know, uh, Amy Hennig, you made Uncharted. I can't poop on you. Like, that's they're good shit. You know. So like that at least gives me excited. I will check it out. Similar to yourself, I think it's it ticks enough boxes for me to be like, you've got my interest. I'm not excited about it, but I'll check it out. I mean, I'm a I'm a I'm a sucker for a Square Enix game. So yeah, uh, and that's coming uh, spring uh, US, so autumn for us in 2022. So somewhere between March and May. So once again, just packing the fuck out of 20 the start of the start of 2022. Uh, next up, <clears throat> which was kind of unsurprising because I, I I wouldn't have predicted that it was here. Uh, Rainbow Six Extract, Rainbow Six Extraction, <clears throat> gets a little bit of a, uh, a story trailer. Uh, not a lot of gameplay, a little bit of gameplay, but kind of like some, uh, cinematic gameplay uh, coming out in January of 2022. That's way sooner than I realized, or because I forgot one of the two. Did it? Did it not get pushed? Like did, it, it did got pushed, pushed. through that point, right? Yeah. It, it was originally this year. Positive it was this year because I know yeah. it got renamed. It was was originally supposed to be like Rainbow Six Pandemic or Parasite or something like that or Quarantine. No, Quarantine. It I was think it quarantine. was Quarantine. Um, and they kind of rejiggered it a little bit. Uh, what I probably <laughs> a smart choice. <clears throat> I do like this. Uh, I love the premise of this, whether it be because I because my skills are non-existent <clears throat> pve is always more fun for me so yeah. the idea of like because i loved the characters when i have played siege because i did i you know i have picked it up and i've played it and i've enjoyed it but i just get decimated by everyone because everyone's better than me but like i love i love the idea of the the uh operators and each having their individual like, they come in with their with specific shit and then as as a team if you do not work as a team you will not succeed so the same thing goes here if you do not work as a team you will not succeed against these generic ass looking aliens right and then the idea is if that character dies you have to go rescue them otherwise you can't be fucking john anymore i don't know what the character's names are um to me that's exciting that's 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 really interesting for me you know in the because I, I love the division and the, and the one my favorite thing about the division was it's pve-esque you know mm-hmm. setup um so more of that 
is all good. <laughs> Puck in the chat has jumped in with some clarification around the Rainbow Six name convention, uh, extraction convention. Uh, the game was revealed during E3 2019 as Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Quarantine and was set to be released in 2020 for PC ps4 and xbox one the game was delayed in october 2019 alongside two other ubisoft titles for the fiscal year of 2020 to 2021 that's like far cry 6 was one of them uh, in order to give the team more time it was then delayed well, again. the other one was skull and bones skull and bones just still not coming out uh this it was then delayed to fiscal year 2021 2022 due to development challenges during the covid pandemic and a new title for the game was revealed on june 8 2021 yeah there you go um that's right that's, that's a handy information i love that so i look it gives me something to play in january because january is kind of quiet um i'm really bad at multiplayer games and having people to play them with but it looks like i might be able to play this by myself potentially like the division i played both division one and two completely solo uh and i loved it for it I, I, is this a is this a max game uh yes and no um uh, again, same as you, I have played Rainbow Six Siege. I'm not great at the game. I do like the idea of each of those characters, like each of the operators having their own specific roles, which is great. Uh, I do love the fact that it is essentially a co-op PvE game. That alone, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I've always been a sucker for a co-op game, so that alone will probably get me in if there's enough of my friends playing it. Well, there's at least two of us, so there's that. Yeah uh next up was the alan wake remaster so this this did leak a couple of days ago, prior to the showcase and i guess rather than hold on to it they kind of went yeah it's real and they hand that information out the reveal would have been nice but um this is more of you i've never played it i don't know a lot about it tell me max yeah so i played alan wake back uh years ago when it was an xbox exclusive i believe it came out on xbox 360 uh this for me I think this is a great move after how well Control has done. Obviously, Control also did Alan Wake. There is Alan Wake DLC in Control. Uh, if you go through and read all of the lore in Control like I did, it is in that Alan it's Wake a big universe. universe yeah. It's a big shared universe. And, you know, a lot of people didn't get to experience Alan Wake because it was exclusive on microsoft for so long you can pick it up on pc now but to see it remastered and coming out on playstation as well fantastic yeah so i'm i'm quite excited for this one actually like and it's... from what and from what i've heard it also does come with the dlc nice yeah not the american nightmare though apparently it's a second standalone thing but it will come yeah. with the dlc otherwise uh so have it yeah I, i'm have not played it at all i have it on pc i think i got it for like four bucks at some point on yeah. steam but like if i can play it get some trophies uh and experience what like because i think remedy are great i really enjoyed i loved control control was my kind of fucking if you weird. loved control i think you will very much yeah. enjoy alan wake yeah it was my kind of weird which i loved and i haven't played the dlc yet um mostly because they the no cross save from ps4 to ps5 and i don't i only play on my ps5 now so i'm not going to play the ps4 version of control um and i could run through the game again because i did enjoy it that much but don't write that uh so it does look like it does look like an xbox 360 game that's been remastered like there's still a little bit jank it's a little bit jarring some of the physics look a little bit off there's a lot of hard surfaces and a lot of hard directions um still still very keen very very keen mm. and as I, as I said because with our show and the audience that we have it's very likely a lot of you guys haven't played it because it's a place because you know I, and i believe it show. Com comes out real soon october uh october 5th 
So literally wow. like three weeks away, uh, yeah. um, four weeks away at best. Uh, very excited. And it's cheap. It's like 40 bucks US, 30 bucks US. So expect like 50 to 60 bucks here. That's pretty good. Like that is that good double A range. That's a very uh, solid price for a remaster right down the yeah. middle, right? You know, rather than having to pay a hundred and some bucks. Speaking of paying hundred and some bucks for a game again for no fucking reason, uh, GTA five remaster popped up here as well. Uh, it looked near on identical to the PS4 version. They're like, oh, it's fucking good looking graphics and this and that. And they, they, they talked about the, uh, impressive character swap, uh, timing, which is, yeah, that's well, I mean, great. It is I mean, it is going to be nice to not have to wait 20 minutes to get into GTA Online. That, no, 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 no. That won't change because we saw that on PS4 and it's the same amount of time on PS5. That is a server issue. That is not the game <laughs> issue of itself. Unless they fix that shit, like, because it's, it is in a swapping characters within the single player campaign, almost instantaneous, which, okay. which is good. Like, they didn't specify about switching between online and single player they didn't mention because yeah, i know they i know they mentioned like you know our cars are going to be able to drive faster now because you know things just load in faster yeah. it's going to be you know better but it's tough uh, to show but, that in a trailer oh yeah it was very interesting to see that they've moved their release date from the 11th of november to march 2022 they that never specified kind of once again they never specified november from memory that was kind of like the elusive I day or am i wrong did they clearly I, I, date it? I, I think it was clearly dated. Like it was... Puck. Everywhere had, had Puck it. Puck the fact man. Set it set at, a, at the 11th of November. Because yeah, I, I remember 11th of November as well. But once again, because of the nature of what we do, like we get information from a ton of places. So I can't verify whether that's something that we knew about or whether we just were told it. You know, <laughs> like it's that weird like middle space. But um, yeah, that got moved into March of next year. Uh, it's a bit disappointing because I think that would have been a great way to back end the year, uh, especially over Christmas. I think a lot of people would have really dived into it over the break. But um, we'll wait and see. Look, it doesn't matter. It's still going to be the best-selling game between now and then anyway. Well, it's interesting because uh, when they announced it at the showcase uh, way back when, they also announced that on PlayStation 4, every month up until the launch of the game... You will be able to purchase uh, purchase for free that, um, that uh, you could get. Sorry, yeah, go go, no, sorry, yeah uh, Puck, Puck goes from the cached version of the page off the PlayStation's page, PS5 release date 11th of November 2021. So yes, it was dated. So my apologies, okay. I was wrong. So yeah, when they first announced this back at the, the PlayStation, the original PS5 showcase, they said for every month up until the launch, we will be giving away 1 million GTA Online bucks. I wonder what that... I mean, obviously, again, this this game is a top-selling game almost every week um, in Australia. They're obviously making money hand over fist and giving people... Injecting essentially a $1 million in-game stimulus every month, probably in the grand scheme of it, does nothing. Uh, to, when to cars stop. are like $45 million or whatever, <laughs> like it's... Yeah, but it's it's it, ah, it's good nice. for the very players terrible. at least that this has been delayed, but you will be essentially quote unquote compensated in game by getting an extra X millions of dollars. Yeah, so because... that's like five million dollars in the game, but that's presuming you don't spend the million dollars when you get it. You know, it's, it's, it's that weird sort of balance act, but that's right. 
next up was the other Bethesda exclusive, Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, I've not got a release date written around, but I believe there is one. I think that they've got a time frame at least. I also don't have one written down. Uh, this trailer yeah. made the game look so much better than the first trailer that they showed off. Yeah, man. That first one they do when they showed them going through all those shrines and it was like weird, like cloud, and it was like a lot of hand movements and like it didn't look that impressive. This looks like a game that I would play. Previously, it looked shit house. This looks really cool. Yeah. I like that was know, all, all like the Slender Man looking enemies. You know, a lot of dudes with their heads just fighting in suit jackets. Like, oh, yeah, like cool. yo, you know, yokai and stuff. Like, there's a lot of very clear of that imagery. Which look once yeah. again, I've said it before and I'll say it again. That Japanese imagery isn't for me. But oh, like, super, super keen. Yeah. So for me, this is more of a. I saw what it looked like originally. I looked what it looked like now. I'm like, oh shit, that is some incredible improvement. Yeah. I want to see that. Like to me, that's respecting that. Going, yep, I want to see that. That that'll take that. That like to me, that is worth my investment. But uh, yeah, I be, I believe there is a window on it. Uh, oh, yeah, so they didn't they didn't include something. I think it's the I think it's the front end of next year, as well. I also have a to, feeling that it is just to add to it. I think they they may have said spring, um, so our autumn. Initial release twenty twenty two. Okay, well, there was some, yeah, something somewhere tells me that it was that. It, yes, it was initially slated for October of this year. It did get delayed, but I think over the last day, someone I I heard somewhere said somewhere. I hope I'm not like fucking just spoiling. On the PlayStation blog, it just says prepare prepare yourself for ghost hunting action, otherworldly mystery, and next gen adventure across visions of Tokyo like no other. When Ghostwire Tokyo arrives on PlayStation Five in 2022, that's okay. from the PlayStation blog then um oh, unless you may have to ignore what i just said tango gameworks doing this tango gameworks yeah yeah unless they've come out and said something otherwise all i can see is 2022 yeah i think i heard the front end of next year but that's all right um yeah cool uh all right so look we are hitting the, like once gta kicked in like ghostwire was fine but it kind of was a bit of a lull overall and that uh, to me the lull really kicked in kind of here uh, GTA 5, I knew it was going to be there, so I didn't go like everyone else did. Um, but Guardians of the Galaxy, which came out next, uh, that is where it completely started killing momentum for me. I have zero interest in this game at all. Look, the, from gameplay, it could be fine, but it does not look good. Like, I mean that as like, visually it looks fine, but the well, you know how we talked about like before with Borderlands and the attempt of humor? I yeah. did not laugh once in this trailer. There were quite a number of attempted jokes yeah. or bits and none of it worked. It is just so painful. Like it's clearly written by, like once again, why South Park works. It's written by two dudes that are genuinely funny and are great and they know what they're writing. Like here, I, ca I, I cannot verify that those that wrote it are actually funny individuals because i wouldn't believe it from what i saw here like granted like they're trying to channel chris pratt without being able to use chris pratt but only chris pratt can be chris pratt you know what i mean like even like the raccoon does kind of sound like uh, uh bradley cooper a little bit but it's just i don't yeah. know once again like i uh, that like that like no one takes anything serious humor 
I guess is good, but it's all like it's kind of the shit that I like in most other medium. But yeah, I don't know. I am not confident like this will deliver at all. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same. I don't. Yeah, like look, it's 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 Idos. It's not the same team that did. Um, there's not Crystal Dynamics that did. You know, Avengers. So there's there's not there's no precedent that the um you know that the that uh the avengers will be the square enix handling of, i mean, I mean the, shit, pro- but... the problem is insomniac have done such a great job with their marvel properties that ever like they are now the gold standard yeah and everything else kind of looks subpar compared to what they do which yeah is a real we'll, we'll get into them being the gold standard very very soon because i believe that there is a uh, a lot of love uh, from Disney to Insomniac specifically. Uh, next up, one that you could should be excited about because you love the uh, IP, but not so much this version of it. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt. This is the uh, not indefinitely delayed battle royale. No, this is this no, this is the battle royale. So I played this uh, about two months ago. Uh, I play. I was lucky enough to get into the closed alpha. Uh, so I played it on pc it's fine it i i personally think that the battle royale space is bloated and i don't think that this ip and the changes that they made will make me get back into that genre Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't think it does enough it's you know i I think i mentioned it you know when i when i said that i had been playing it it's it, it it's pvp ve there are just standard mobs in there that you can feed on that helps you level up and increase your power but it's just not enough to it's essentially just a hero shooter battle royale like there's nothing there's nothing in that ip that pulls you in because you have to remember that vampire the masquerade is a table top rpg yeah and look granted in in the design of, of vampire the masquerade it is built on factions Yes. Right, so the idea of a battle royale with based in factions is very clever, especially from a hero shooter perspective or a hero mm. class perspective. But you have to be invested in the property, otherwise you're not going you're not gonna to know. Yeah, it's very much... Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't for me. And I'm a huge fan of the, the IP, and it, it's not enough, in my opinion. I, and again, the, the battle royale space is bloated. The people that control that battle royale space are not going anywhere. This is not going to dethrone the top dogs. It's not doing anything. It, it, it's doing something new, but it's not new enough, and it's not exciting enough. And it, I don't think it's done well enough to to you know, to make it stand out from yeah. the others. Yeah, and the fact that it's delayed further as well, uh, you know, from previously, I mean, it, it is a free to play game. That will that'll work in its yeah, favor. That, that will work in its favor, but apart from that, I. Yeah, like I said, having it be delayed previously, from memory, it's supposed to come out earlier. Um, like you're getting further and further away from the moment in time where uh, battle royales were the thing. Yes, they're still popular now, but people are very much settling in their ways. They're settling into the in the battle royales that they love, like Fortnite and not, even PUBG's lost a lot of its luster now. It's pretty much just Fortnite mm. and Warzone. They're the two ones that people give a shit about. <clears throat> But uh, I don't think this is going to take a bite, pun intended, out of the mm-hmm. uh, battle royale space. Um, you know, and and I'm, only because I love saying the name. No, in the chat uh, says bloodlines, please not battle royale, because you want bloodlines too, right? That's the one that you're all hard for. Yeah, yeah, gross. 
I believe that's the one that's been indefinitely delayed. That's yeah. That's that one. Had that one's had studio. a lot of studio problems. I'm like pretty this. sure it's had a, a, a different studios completely taken over it, and <laughs> yeah, that has been a nightmare. Yeah, everything's not coming up Millhouse for that uh, that team. Uh, look, next up because they just couldn't fucking help themselves. This game comes out in four days from the showcase. Four fucking days. We have seen this game so much. This game comes out in less time than they gave it in the presentation. Deathloop was shown again. Why? Fucking why? I Look, I understand they have nothing else for the rest of this year, but you gave it a whole state of play like just so many months ago. Fuck. Fuck. What is the deal? Still want to play it, but fuck. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same boat. Like, you know, we've seen the whole game already now. Uh, I'm still very eager to play it. Uh, it does seem a little bit long in the tooth now. We've seen it way too much. Doesn't need to... But I, again, I get, like you point out, it is their only game coming out. This is it. This is what they've got. So they kind of have to throw it, shove it down your throat. But like, how much more of the game is there left? Really? Like, I know this is, I know this is very hyperbolic because I'm sure... Well, the thing is, each trailer, and I don't know if you knew this, but each trailer is a different loop. Cool. The whole game's built on loops. That doesn't fucking mean shit. You know what I mean? Congratulations. You're showing the base systems, right? Yeah, I don't don't know. It, it, it probably, part of me is like, it it didn't need to be there. We've seen enough. And the other part's like, well, this is all you've got. You yeah, probably. from a business perspective, I understand it, right? But if we're like, when they say from now and beyond, they didn't mean like fucking tomorrow. They should mean like in the coming months, not by the time you get around to watching this presentation. That's what I, the I'm, game's I made out. This, I made this point last night on the question box. I'm so glad that Kojima dropped his trailer the day before, so he didn't lose 20 minutes of the showcase on another Death, death Stranding completely, trailer. I completely agree. Completely agree. Look. I said, we're going to play it. We're going to review it here on the show. Um, however, it's kind of fucking insane that... I I really hope that in like two weeks' times, you're like, the game was awesome. Look, I've I got... totally, I'm, I totally... I'm so glad that they they released 300,000 trailers for it before... <laughs> I, I will not I be grateful <laughs> that they released 1,000 trailers, but I'm very happy to have my stance turned around. An example yeah. being bug snacks, right? I fucking hated the marketing for bug snacks. I thought that I, I had a, I just knew I felt this game was going to be shit. Turns out, great. I really enjoyed it. It was yeah. just the marketing that made me mad. Yeah. And Deathloop could be the same thing as well. Uh, next up was uh, Kid A Amnesia, uh, which is a collaboration between a studio and Radiohead, which looks to be this sort of interactive museum musical experience based off an album yeah, they so- released last year. So I believe it's two albums. I believe it's the Kid A album and the Amnesiac album. Yep. Sweet. Um, yeah, seems cool. I, I, I got, I, now that I have that context, this gave me a lot of, uh, was it Transference? Was that Ubisoft uh, thing with Elijah Wood was involved with it? Was Elijah oh, yeah, Wood? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like I that cool sort of VR, more experiency-based thing. Like, mm. I know that's been given some love at a bunch of different showcases as well previously before it, like, it released like a year or so ago, like two, maybe even a year and a half ago, two years. Um, mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's that, gave me that same vibe, especially having, you know, something, someone cool getting involved in the gaming space in an interesting way. Why not? 
next up was I don't know how to pronounce this. Tachia. Yeah, which is a a cool little game with uh, was it what's the New Cambodia? Caledonia. New Caledonia. Thank you. Sort of showing off the new thing. Look through New Caledonia. Um, It 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 has a very similar art style to like uh, Yonder, the cloud you know the cloud Mm -hmm. catcher chronicle, the great little farming game that I played. Uh, It's got that very Zelda esque sort of feel to it as well. I saw this and went, oh, it's, um, what's that? It's that game that came out on Switch last year that everyone loved. Animal Crossing? Animal Crossing. I, I'm like, oh, is it just an Animal Crossing type game? And then, yeah. and then they started transforming into animals and stuff. I'm like, oh, this is, this could be interesting, but I don't think this is for me. Yeah. I looked at it and love I was like, that, sorry, go ahead. I love that like pastel art style that it had. Um, you know that's really cool, but yeah, I definitely don't think this is this is the max game. No, like it has that indie darling like uh, mm. uh, layout because you know someone's like, oh, this, this the game's great, but the art style is what really sells it. Like it opens with like this very straight pulled from Last of Us uh, guitar uh, yeah. circle thing, which is sure, why not? Um, but it was I, Naughty Dog all along. This is the only indie game in the showcase and i do think it's gonna i do think it's probably gonna be hit with some shit because of it because especially with the lull that we're having in the showcase sorry for it to then be one of the last things in that lull everyone's like why like after seeing death loop and whatever that weird experience thing like most people sitting there going what the fuck is this indie shit you know what i mean and like the game looks cool and it looks like it's the same sort of approach that i had about uh shit what was it volcano high right i'm like why are you showing me this shit that's not what this showcase should be about yeah i understand that like indies need their time and i can i i think that's where state of plays are great right state of play should show you a bunch of cool in in why doesn't sony have their own version in indies yeah, so I, I brought this up last night as well, and I have a feeling that I made the point of I feel that Sony were damned if they do, damned if they don't in this showcase. They're going to get stung for not having indies. Well, they, they, they had one in this showcase, but I also feel that if they had more, people would have been like, "We, this is a showcase. We're not here for the indies. We want to see the big PlayStation hits. Yeah. And by putting more indies in, you're taking away time from those hits. So I, I have a feeling that no matter what they did in this showcase, there were going to be people who were like, hey, where's all the indies? And if they had indies, they would be like, hey, you're taking up too much time no. with indies. My, my and, argument, and again, oh, I completely agree that they should and need to do a Nintendo Direct or Nindies style thing. I don't know what they call that, but you know, have some state of plays. Give them the love of those indies. You know, because a lot of the times... the those indie darlings can really yeah you know bring home. i mean look at hades look i would argue i would argue that a showcase like when when you only have one big fucking blowout for a year it should be your big boys right you know what i mean so for me i look at this and like yes this should be your moment to show the big fuck off games now don't get me wrong this like chia could be one of them and i do think it's a little bit like PlayStation are... I'm going to get to this at the end when I, when I talk about this in a minute, but PlayStation are very clearly taking some safe bets, right? And with that, I like, I think 
it would it would make it would be better for the creators it'd be better for the game if they had a state of play that was like here's just the independence they won't do it because right now and the point i'll get to shortly because i think it's a it's a big one <laughs> the frequency that they do announcements the frequency that they have these things they're really restricting the times that they can talk about things so when that time comes they need to make it count like and that's not happening right now all right next up is uh, uh so, so chia as i said it looks like it's got some farming game in, in influences to it which, which got me got me a little bit excited uh with that yonder sort of vibe but we'll wait and see it looks like they took the mechanic from uh, michelle Ensel's wild the the game that we talked about last week being straight fucking dead we could just change between people and animals or whatever mm. so it looks like they're like well, we'll well they he won't deliver it we will um it's cool uh, next up was Uncharted 4 and the Uncharted The Lost Legacy are being remastered for PS5 and PC. Uh, okay, cool. So, like, there was the rumor mill that I was coming to PC. Not surprising. I'm very happy to have yeah, there was a, PC. There was a straight-up leak of a picture saying it came to PC, but no one b believed it because apparently that image was so... Yeah, everyone believed that it was coming, but the PC wasn't. The, sorry, the picture wasn't real, and yeah. I would agree with them because uh, of the kind of poo. But I'm happy with this. Bring it to PC. It's interesting that it's the last one in the century. The, the last two in the series of the is Uncharted, but they are the most well scalable to PS5. Also, both yeah. of them playable on PS5. One of them free with with the PlayStation Plus collection. You know what I mean? Yeah. um yeah so like they, they've been out the last five years they technically came out before horizon so really like it's not it's because in the chat uh new mentions for me they are too new for a remaster <laughs> i would disagree because yeah, horizon came out sooner uh five years is a more than enough time the fact they're giving it out for free if you own a ps5 and have ps plus tells me very clearly that they've made as much money as they possibly can on it why not the lost legacy was a ps plus game at one time this is them just moving down the line of other shit they can they can move to pc and they can string for more money um which ideally if they do this now that means that there is an either a new uncharted in the works or a remake or a reboot or something because very similar to horizon horizon uh was released on pc uh and as dash points out in the chat did gangbusters there as well so and then with with forbidden west around the corner it's a circumstance of you play it on pc you fall in love with it we've got a new one coming by a ps5 or by you know whatever right it's that same kind of idea i'm not against it uh i i think i think uncharted uncharted 4 is my favorite of the lot um because it's just so beautifully wraps up everything up i i, I love it a it's stunning so they can crank mm. it up into from 4k if they can have it outside of 30 frames too that'd be great because technically the nathan drake collection run better because uh, they have a they have higher frame rates etc but they also look a lot shitter in comparison i don't know about you um again i i've only experienced all these games secondhand through my wife playing them yeah, i told I her that they were coming to ps5 she's like cool never gonna get to play those uh, yeah I, I was setting you up a little bit there knowing full well that you have never played them because obviously um you know the playstation 5 is mine my wife's not allowed to touch it <laughs> it's my demon souls one wife you cannot touch it 
Um, it's interesting, like you mentioned, that they're releasing four and the standalone to PC and not the rest of them. A bold strategy. Yeah, it, it, I think it's one of those things because if you go, hey, he like our first release. If, if you release the old, people will be like, this is jank because the game is two generations old at this point, right? Yeah. So like you know we're, we're looking at games that are eight plus years old compared to a game that's five years old. So I think that's probably why they would do that. And then maybe down if it sells well, they might give them the original three and be like, hey, that's the problem. You though. don't like, know. You don't know how we got to the end. How we got here. So <laughs> yeah. you want to buy it? Cool. Just so you know, it's not gonna look as rad. Yeah. And I think that I think that's the preface that they would need to establish before they do that and the, by having even four preface that preface i think is probably the safest bet yeah. all right we this is where shit got intense like sony clearly had only 10 minutes worth of footage of 10, 10 minutes worth of footage and they padded the fuck out of it so this is this is where shit got intense because i remember looking at the time going all right cool the uncharted announcement is rad um we have 10 minutes left they better fucking swing and quickly so here's, here's the big one that most people are kind of damp about. And admittedly, I was too. But it's one of those things that are like very, almost like all the last Star Wars films, I was like, that's really cool. Hang on. And then you think about second Once you start thinking about it outside of the exact moment you watched it, it crumbles in on, a, in on itself. They show, we see PlayStation Studios. Like, this is what I want. This is what I'm wanting to see. PlayStation Studios, come on. This is the this give me some shit and they to their credit they gave me something something that I was looking for something that I was unexpecting something cool bar bar scene bunch bunch of people kick the shit out of cool little like country rock esque sound uh, song playing it's looking fantastic clearly a cinematic tease we saw Insomniacs I'm like this is this this looks way too fucking violent for Spoods and I was fucking adamant that Spider-Man 2 wasn't being shown because I'm like that motherfucker is so far away then cut to a bar and we see a dude sipping on some whiskey and I'm like uh, okay let's see where this goes because my brain didn't put two and two together straight away guy comes up with a knife schnitt fucking Wolverine man Insomniac making Marvel Wolverine game yep this cunt is sorry hard c word there. <laughs> yeah this this game is not coming out for like three years like we are not seeing this till like well, can we can we can we talk about their other announcements so we can bundle them together because i don't think we can talk about one without talking about the other yeah okay then shortly like uh, in a minute yeah so we do that at the no date nothing like this shit's coming yeah. so much later like it is not coming out right now then they showed uh, Gran Turismo 7, uh, which is announced, it's not in the trailer, it's announced afterwards that it's coming in the 4th of March. It's a car game, sure. I mean, it looks stunning. Yeah, it looks great. I, it, look, it, I, for the, I, really lo- I really love their tagline of, uh, what is it? The, the, the real the racing real simula- <laughs> driving simulator. Real, look, yeah. I do not know enough about driving simulating. So driving like neither do you. So when no. the time comes, uh, we I will be reaching out to uh, our a, a friend a friend show in the US, which is 
uh, the Dual Sense Pod. Uh, Travis on there, he is a big racing sim guy. Obviously, he, he does races in leagues. He has the wheels. You fucking name it, he is the guy. I mean, I can barely drive in real life, let alone Spot <laughs> in on. a simulator. So we will. I, I will have him come involved in, uh, in March. I'm booking his guest uh, guest appointment in six months in advance. He is going to come in and be our expert around uh, GT7. So we will still oh. play it, but we'll have a we'll have someone that knows what's up. Then it follows with, uh, once again, we see PlayStation Studios. Uh, cool. There's a lamppost. Electric sh- electricity shoots up it. My brain goes, fucking infamous. Are you kidding me? Some dude gets yeeted into the pole. I'm like, oh, shit. Then we see Spoods. Like, then we see the fucking the, the, the titties of, uh, of, of Spider-Man, of, of Peter Parker. And then we see... <laughs> sorry in the chat max i could be like driving in real life ryan spot on yeah you can't drive i can't fucking drive in real life either like i i do enough to survive i ain't race driving but yeah then you see miles miles morales's titties and then i'm like okay why my answer was no i, I okay you see him beat on a dude you see they look in an alleyway venom uh you hear something that sounds like craven like spider-man 2 2023 two years out spider-man 2 we knew it was coming unofficially but i don't know why it was here so now mac do you wanted to make sure they were both addressed before we connected the two shoot now's your time okay so obviously super keen for wolverine i feel that insomniac are currently their, their shoulders must be killing them i feel that they're currently carrying playstation studios uh, don't get me wrong the games that they're releasing are absolute bangers you know we've had uh, you know we, we had miles morales shortly before launch um we had was it shortly after launch sorry no on my timeline miles came on yep. launch yep. uh we've had uh, wretch and clank rift apart we've got wolverine that is clearly not coming before spider-man 2 because spider-man 2 got a a year a year window and wolverine got two nothing year window two year window Oh, well, it got a year window of 2023. It's in two years, but it got a a year-long window. From what from what we've heard, that um, they approached and pitched the idea of a Wolverine game. They're not getting pigeonholed as Sony's Marvel Studio, yeah. which is good. Hopefully, they're still they've still got the freedom to do the other things that they want to do. I have no problem with them picking up another Marvel IP. I think Wolverine has the potential to be a cool IP for a game, depending on what story they tell. Whether that, I mean, from what we saw, it does clearly seem like it's going to be a newer uh, Wolverine story. He's it's not it's not Old Man Logan. It's not because Old Man Logan's the best shit. It's not the early Japanese years. It's not the early Weapon X stuff. It does seem to be that that middle ground. Yeah, so he's he may not be part of the X Men yet, but he's not. Uh, uh, you know, he's not Weapon X. Like he's that time has that that in that intermediary period before he joins the X Men is what I'm what I'm thinking. Right? And like um, last night, Shane on the question box brought up that Insomniac have this way of introducing a ton of stuff in their games to deal with combat you know you look at ratchet and clank and the and the myriad of uh, your arsenal of weaponry that you have and wolverine has got one thing for him he's he's very animalistic and he's got his claws there's not much you know what else are they going to do to provide you with 
to to deal with with that. And now I have no problem with this game being a Wolverine hack and slash. Like, give me some that X Men Wolverine's Origins. That game was shit hot. Yeah, give me that. But better. So you know, I I honestly have no problem with 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 uh, them picking up another Marvel IP. But so. For me, there's a couple... But of- it is, it's not any time soon. Yeah, but in terms of Wolverine itself, I love the idea of it, um, mostly because, especially if they're touching upon this co-op idea or having other companions, uh, mm. because, you know, that I think that could lead to, a later, potentially later in the game, an X-Men-y sort of thing, or an X-Men mm. down the line, which is always very cool, because one, one of the things is like a speedball special, which is Colossus is fucking yeeting yeah. uh, X, uh, Wolverine at someone. That would be cool. Like, that's a great way to, to switch it up. Um, your point is spot on around Insomniac's skill set is gadgets and we see that in Ratchet and Clank we see that in Spider-Man like there's great cool little ways for them to do that and I wonder how they do that with Wolverine but I'm, I'm very curious to see yes I, I appreciate that uh, that Insomniac were the ones to pitch Wolverine that, that means that they are passionate about it as you said that means that they aren't being shoehorned uh, into something yet I do worry they might be shoehorning themselves by you know by accident um mm. mostly because if we look at right i'll get to this in a, in a little bit after we talk about the, the final thing right so well that before you get into that while, while you're holding your thought um shane in the chat a license plate in the trailer shows hlk 181 that specified uh that specific comic features wolverine versus the hulk oh, oh hulk 181 oh oh that that's a deep cut i fucking like that oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> Give me that. Um, yeah. So look, mine. Like we'll get to because we'll get to once we talk about this last thing we'll, that I can add to add more thoughts about this. But it's great that Insomniac are doing a lot. They're clearly a huge team. Like I, 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 there has to be three or four teams in Insomniac. Easy, right? Because there is no like the 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 speed at which they're producing shit uh, is insane. Yeah. The, well, my, they've got two years. My worry is around as we, we talked about playstation wanting to only do blockbusters right only to do big fuck off things and to me that creates a lot of worry around uh laziness around stagnation not laziness on the right term stagnation is probably the big thing right mm-hmm. because if you're uh, yes they delivered with spider-man and they will deliver with spider-man 2 and they will deliver with wolverine no question right so I, I I think Insomniac can do more than just make this because the what I got out of this conference is the vibes that I got was very similar to Xbox for a number of years. It's Halo, it's Forza, it's Gears. And the reliance on Insomniac here, when which we'll get to shortly as well. They now have 14 fucking studios and they and all we're seeing so far in this PS5 generation is essentially the future is Insomniac and Insomniac only. Where the fuck is everybody else? What are they doing? You know, and even then Insomniac right now, everything that they've released, even except for Ratchet, I guess, uh, like their and their future plans right now are not their IP. So in the same way that Telltale fucking crumbled under the reliance of other companies' IP, 
I worry that at one point, Insomniac will be the same. Everyone talked about how Insomniac was picked up at a bargain. Were they? Were they really? From a talent perspective, very much so. But they were purchased with no IP. Sunset Overdrive, not theirs. Resistance, not theirs. Ratchet and Clank, not theirs. Spider-Man, not theirs. Wolverine, not theirs. Get my point? Mm. So this reliance on using external IP is cool. I think Sony has a much, a much bigger potential than just making shit right for like disney obviously disney are, are, are loving it right you mean they look over and they see spider-man's kick ass they look they see square enix mishandle the avengers they look at guardians of the galaxy and be like what the fuck is this they look over at ea I and mean, you butchered star wars yeah and like it's 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 a weird space for me around that right that is my concern i'm gonna play spider-man i'm gonna play wolverine i'm gonna fucking love it but my worry is just that this this is a transitional point for playstation especially with the especially with the, with the likes of jim ryan who is sean Layden, for all his weirdness is what worked in the ps4 he would make he would make decisions. He would look at look at things differently and allow for weird shit to come out. Mm. Well, I do not see Jim Ryan making that call, or even Herman Hulse making that call, because his directive is just Jim Ryan's, right? Yeah. So when we when there needs to be risks, I don't see them taking them. And we saw that with the likes of Sony Ben being thrown under a bus in order to in order to make remakes yeah the future looks scary and what i saw here makes it look scarier because once we talk about god of war ragnarok it, the history is unknown for playstation at the moment mm. it's, it sounds really hyperbolic and real scary but we'll get to, we'll, we'll get we'll get to that now so we'll talk to god, we'll get to god of war so god of war ragnarok finally revealed uh it's it's real name god of war ragnarok um they kind of just turned into the skid there. <laughs> like, I guess that's what we'll just call it. We'll, we'll go with that. We saw some gameplay. We saw some story. It's essentially a small story trailer. Uh, a bunch of stuff was great. We see Atreus is... Uh, it's, we see it go bigger. You know, Atreus is larger. He's becoming... He, either he's embracing his giantness or, he's, or a couple years have taken... Have, have gone... Have, have come through. Uh, we see Freya return. We see Brock and Sindri return. Uh, we see uh, Mamiya is back as, 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 as Scottishly uh, snarky as ever. Uh, we get it, we hear Thor for the first time. Uh, we don't have a date for it, but it, it looks like more God of War, but, but with snow, we are confirmation afterwards that it's hitting all nine realms where previously we only saw six like it it's it's uh it's being directed not by Cor uh, Corey barlog uh by but by another gentleman who has been at uh so sony santa monica since day dot like around the times of david jaffe and uh god of war one he's been there all the way through so it is the final in the place to, uh, sorry in the nordic age the nordic time uh which leads me to believe either they've got a transition or it's done for a little while uh max i've been talking non-stop eric williams was his name thank you dash 
Uh, yeah, so we both assumed that this was a pretty safe thing to, to appear at the showcase. Uh, obviously, the last showcase, we just got that teaser, the God of War with the with the symbol, the Omega, Omega symbol. Um, what's exciting is that it wasn't just a cinematic trailer. It actually showed gameplay, which me- leads me to believe that this is closer than we possibly think. Um, it, cool. We're hitting all nine realms this time. It looks like they're just making God of War 2018 on a larger scope. Uh, God of War, uh, God of War 2018 was fantastic. Give me more of that. That seems to be the case. Um, yeah. God of War hit you harder than what it hit me. Yeah. I think you definitely enjoyed it way more than what I did. Not, that, not saying that my enjoyment wasn't, but you, uh, you connected with it on a different level than what I did. Um, yeah, they really did turn into the skit of well, well I guess this is just what it is now. Got Even Corey Barlog playing into uh, into the bit, like he's like, I don't know what that game is. And then he took it. I was like, I thought it was a different game. I'm so sorry, the internet. Like I really thought, I really thought it was you guys filming about something else. Yeah, my question is, where are they putting it? Yeah, so if, we'll get to that. Yeah, so for me. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited by God of War. I've watched the trailer a handful of times um, just because I'm excited. Like, 2018's God of War is one of the most important games to me. It It is one of my favorite games of all time. It hit me in such a way at a certain time in my life that I, I was not expecting it to be as much loved as it was. Like, I have a model Leviathan axe on my wall. I have... Uh, one, th- three different things on this back wall are built to, with Kratos and Atreus. I have two more statues coming at the end of the year. Like, I, yeah, there's a custom controller back there. My PS4 Pro was custom to God of War. This game means a lot to me. So it's not as if an expectation thing because I know I will love this because with the groundwork that they've set here, I love the old God of Wars too, right? But like, there's something about that father and son story uh, hit, well, not something, that father and son story hit me harder as a father to a son and with the whole idea about you, like, you know, the whole underlining story of you do not want your son to be, to say, take your path, to see the challenges that you have, face or make the mistakes that you did. You don't want them to become you. Mm. And that hit home in a lot of ways for me. Um, so seeing it here, like even just the iconography of like with the first trailer we ever saw of Atreus is him being un- 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 uncomfortable with hunting a deer. And it's the entire him teaching him how to hunt, right? And how to take the life of a deer and to, to make it understanding that it's food and this is why we need to do it. The imagery here is Kratos is in a fucking cave. He's making arrows. Atreus is like, hey, I got a deer, dad. Like I just come back here, go boom. Like that, that in, in that second alone, that is growth. That is showing how far they have come as a pairing, how far Atreus has come, right? And then we see sort of the idea of uh, of him wanting to find out who he is, uh, having a, a coming of age, which I love coming of age stories at the best times. Uh, so that has me excited about ha- spoilers about him um, discovering Loki and uh, what his new identity is. And I think that's going to be amazing because now he knows he is a god. He knows that he is a giant. Like there are all these different things that he gets to comprehend and see. So that has me excited, right? And then of course, 
Thor and the casting of Thor, right? So when I watched that trailer, I heard a voice and a voice that I know and a voice that I love. So especially right now, so it's voiced by Ryan Hurst, the gentleman that played Opie uh, in Sons of Anarchy. So I'm rewatching Sons of Anarchy right now with Craig and I already, I already loved Opie right as a character he is the heart of sons of anarchy and ryan hurst's performance is what brings it home his voice his his delivery everything about him adds that so you know for anyone that hasn't watched sons of anarchy that character dies he gets taken out um in about season five in season five episode three i can almost i can tell you exactly when and the performance that opie gives hits me in such a way that like when i re-watched it recently i I cried in this room with Craig on Discord as if I just watched a loved one pass away. As if I had a scab removed from me that I didn't know what they hadn't healed. Like, I'm talking deep. So, like, knowing that a performance he can give can elicit that response in me, elicit that, re- elicit that response in a game that has already given me that response has me incredibly excited because hearing his voice and then when they confirmed that it was ryan hurst i almost cried then and there because i'm like are you kidding me are you fucking kidding me you're bringing this in like thor is supposed to be the bad guy it's gonna be really hard i'm probably gonna be empathetic towards thor in this you know so when, when i hear christopher judge like you know my wife's a massive stargate fan so i'm hearing tilk i'm hearing opie like all the things that my household loves is coming together in a game and it has me really excited and it looks like more god of war like at the time i'm watching it going this looks like more god of war and i was kind of like originally disheartened by that idea but then i was followed up with no i loved god of war so give me more of that i now have the blades of chaos with me at all time that as we see that changes traversal that changes in fights you know like we have the potential to have more enemies at any given time like normally they would come in like groups of two or three or whatever right we're never overwhelmed but the potential now on ps5 as well is that we can be overwhelmed with enemies and really take uh, i'm really passionate about this game by the way um don't forget this is you know i just want to cut in here really quick you mentioned that now that we're on ps5 it's we're going to be able to, to see more too, yeah. it is still coming to ps4 and it's still going to be tethered to that point i don't think we're necessarily going to see more on screen purely because it has to cater to both yeah so very likely but yes um <laughs> sorry I just wanted to that's all right you know so i'm looking at this game and i'm very very excited about this but it does bring up a very important question and i and it's the question that you asked uh and as you've come out of focus you might want to like do the old makeup oh. makeup youtuber trick get yourself re brought in there no come on that's oh, right either way this does bring up a question because this there game was meant now to that- come out this year meant to come out about now i believe uh but it got delayed into 2022 and that's all that we know no date on this they didn't even re- they didn't even reinforce the 2022 part of it yeah they just went yep god of war so and it looks a lot further along than we anticipated so my original pitch uh was horizon in february march around about there gt7 in june god of war in october so where we're at we have we have horizon in february gt7 in march 
which has potential to be a concern in and of itself because cramming them together. I don't. Th- I think the Venn diagram of of those. I think you said that was the Venn diagram. Yeah. Don't really kind of mesh. <laughs> I don't know how well the the Venn diagram of of Horizon fans and GT fans overlap. So. You know, it's it like, still might be fun. Yeah, so I don't, see, I don't see it being a problem. And even then, Ghost of Tsushima, The Last of Us, they came near in each other. They didn't enter each other at all. If anything, they both flourished because of it. Right? Yep. So that means either we are going to have an incredibly fucking dead period from a PlayStation Studios perspective from either March through to potentially October, or we're going to have a very busy March to June and then no idea what's coming on. Because what we're looking at right now, because the back, like 2022 is going to be a stacked year for games in general. Because everything that rolled, that should have been this year is now rolling over into next year. It's going to be busy. It's going to be intense. It's going to be crazy. But I'm looking from a PlayStation Studios perspective, right? Yes, at right now, they're sitting at three exclusives within the year. That's pretty standard. That's really good. Three exclusives in one year is fucking fantastic. In theory, three exclusives in six months is awesome. But when you have no idea what Neron fucking 11 of the 14 studios they own are doing, I'm, I'm sorry, what? Because additionally, additionally, MLB The Show comes out at the first part of the year. It's a yearly franchise, right? Three PlayStation Studio games already for the first half of next year mm. you know what i mean like it's got like it, it has to come out in october but even then the middle part of the year is near on quiet like yes we sort of had that we didn't really have that this year we had the back end of this year being quiet no surprise playstation have not released an exclusive a, a first party exclusive game since the last guardian and that was only released because they had to Prior to that, yeah. like they they keep the back end of the year free for their third party dealings, whether it be Call of Duty, etc. Like they know they can't compete, they step away. Yeah. So that's that's the worry for me, and because because uh, now that we've kind of wrapped up the conference, this is some of the other the other concerns that I have. Yeah, look, everything in this that you should be excited about is so far away. Yeah. God of War Ragnarok, great, that's exciting. Still didn't date it. Which means that that fucker could also not come out next year. Oh yeah, I I'm still very firm on my stance of a of a game with no date cannot be delayed. Yeah, and like so they they are essentially saying that it can come out anytime in 2022. Okay, cool, that's fine. However, right now, the, aside from like Forspoken, I guess, which is a technically which is, is a PS5 exclusive. Um, almost everything in this showcase is coming to both ps5 and ps4 not you know i i I do believe you know because playstation believe in allegedly believed in generations before a pandemic kicked in right now there is no reason to i I stand firm that there is no reason to buy a ps5 and you could like you know talk about shortages right oh you may not have they may not be on the shelves until 2023 that's fine you are not going to be hindered by being buying a PS5 between now and, and 2023. Yeah. It's pretty it looks like to be that way. But yeah. yeah, as we said, like where is where is everybody else? Look, Sony Bend just got fucked around for the longest time. So the answer is, I don't know, still working on whatever they're probably in early pre-production or in some sort of near pre-production on whatever they're doing, right? 
Naughty Dog, no factions. We kind of expected it, but like they uh, they rocked up in Uncharted once again. Not even being handled by Nexus. Nexus, sorry, it's being handled by someone external, right? Mm. So it's not even in internals, which means they've been working on it for a while because Nexus is a new a new pickup. That's fine. Where's Pixel Opus, right? You know, Sucker Punch is here. Sucker Punch, I understand they're probably not having anything because Ghost of Tsushima is right there. However. The precedent is you can just release something and then still show up because what the fuck? Like if Insomniac, a recent acquisition, can can be the staple launch games for it for this generation and then essentially provide you the next slate for the couple of years. Where is everybody else? What is Insomniac doing differently that nobody else is doing? Yeah. Well, I agree. I agree. So look, as a result, if you if I look, some of the announcements, fantastic. God of War, fantastic. Wolverine, fantastic. But the part of me, like the average, the average gamer, the average consumer goes, wow, that is so exciting. But me, with, with the way my brain works, working in this space, I go, that is too far away to fucking care about. That this could, you know, once again, from a this is watchdogs, right? You know what I mean? Like yeah. they show it and years later, like it's not coming to you for like three years. It's it's yeah. it's Elder Scrolls, it's a point of concern. Same goes for the Ninth Elder Republic remake, right? As their pieces, when you think about them post conference, you're like, wow, isn't God of War so cool? Isn't that cool? As an overall thing, there was an incredible lull in the middle. They showed a game that was coming out in fucking days for the fourteenth time. So much so that I had to look at my phone. I'm like, I can't fucking look at this anymore. It was good. It was a good conference. It wasn't a bad conference. If they turned up and showed nothing, they just showed blank for 40 minutes, that's a shit conference. Mm. They showed enough here to be passable, to have enough to get you excited. But I feel they really played it safe. And they yep. played it safe by, by doubling down on franchises that we knew were already coming. And, and or you know like aside from wolverine like wolverine's the only big thing that's completely different but it's so far away that it's unreasonable to consider yeah all right ryan i'm gonna move us on to the quick bits because we have been recording for two hours not even mad what do you do, do you need to run anything else um no no that i i completely mirror you mirror you on the showcase uh like i said at the start it was fine Again, I was hoping for some big unknowns that we hadn't seen. Personally, I was hoping, I was really hoping for a Bloodborne 2. I figured now that FromSoft is pretty much wrapped on Elden Ring, we might have been able to see something, but it is what it is. That's fine. Not a big deal. Um, and yeah, we covered most of the games that were shown at the previous showcase that weren't here, like Final Fantasy 16, Little Devil Inside, Pragmata, all of those things. A lot of those were pushed. We have we have heard about them. It was just interesting that we didn't see them again reinforced because that's, that's where they were first shown at a, at a PlayStation showcase and they they were missing here. But yeah, the like you said, the only unknown that we didn't know about was was Marvel's Wolverine, and that is clearly not coming out before Spider Man Two, and that's not coming out for two years anyway. Yeah, and to add to so Shane brought up a question which is something that I was meant I was wanting to touch upon, but I can, I just completely forgot. Uh, they, they've asked, how do you both feel about waiting 12 months for a showcase? Would you prefer this model of annual showcase with state of pay sprinkled in or spread the banger announcements throughout the year? The answer is spread. Because right, what this, like, the way Sony have been marketing, the way Sony have been working, that and the infrequency and the unreliance on state of plays, 
leads this showcase to be incredibly important. Mm. So I left, I, I finished this going, did Sony do this because they, they're holding cards against their chest or they don't have any cards at all? And I'm starting to think they don't have any cards at all. Yeah. Like, yes, yes, there's enough faith in their history of them to deliver something at some point, but they're like, are you, yeah, is that, you know, are you holding the cards close to your chest? You're like, oh, I'm not holding any cards at all. We had fucking nothing. So a state of, like these, I said, because the, the, their current marketing machine is be quiet. Like, yes, they be quiet until you have something to show. That I appreciate, right? I like that. The state of plays of just really focusing on one thing, awesome. Because admittedly, Xbox, Microsoft have done a ton of shows recently. All of them have been really boring to mm. me personally. And even then, like, there's no ma- like the freak the frequency of an announcement of announcements. Sorry, does not make them better. Deathloop is exactly that point. Yeah. So would I like them to like? I I don't mind because tw- the twelve month showcase is essentially them running their own E three right not a bad thing if they can deliver in that showcase now i'll admit we've had it we've had a whole pandemic and we still are in a pandemic throughout this and that has drastically affected near all of their studios except for insomniac apparently you know what i mean so i I understand that there is that and the idea of sprinkling sprinkle your announcements throughout the year otherwise you are doing exactly what e3 was doing so it means nothing for you to not attend them you know, like you have control over the message. That's the joys of these digital delivery platforms. Control the whole year. Yeah. Don't don't control a fucking random September. Control a whole year. Deliver what you can. Make them specific. Like I said, like have them be like, hey, this is our independent one. You know, or at least have some banger in, in, you know, I hate that expression, but like have one standout, even at the back end of everything. Like to their credit, they have been great at telling us what what to expect and what not to expect. Right? But in this showcase, they said, don't expect PSVR 2. That was it. So that leads open. Like they said, hey, expect a couple of announcements from our, from our first parties. That is what they need to do yeah and so shane brings up a good point uh with xbox rocking up in june and doing show and then doing stuff at game awards yeah sony have eliminated themselves from every other possible showcase unless it's their own state of play unless it is their own thing and and like that's great if they're once again if they're choosing to control the message and like we're doing our own thing because we want to own the conversation so yeah. right now, my you know most people would be like, oh, well, the showcase didn't deliver in a couple of ways, but we know that in March when they do us when they, when they do their next um, state of play, ooh, are they going to deliver? Are you confident that that will happen? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not at all. Like I'm you know I'm I'm a diehard PlayStation fan, right? I should be jerking the dick of this conference right now. Like I said, my love for this brand, my love for for playstation as the games they release the the studios that they have is tattooed on my arm and here i am going we should be a little worried or we should be worry is probably a bit too much we should be wary Mm. we should be wary in the direction that this company is going that's just where i'm at 
So look, I, I hope, you know, Shane was wanting to me to rant. I hope this technically was a big old rant, I guess. I didn't really get angry. I didn't really scream. I just bought up a bunch of points and I said it firmly. H- have I been cohesive? Have I been coherent, yeah. Max? Yeah. You've definitely swayed me a little bit, so. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm just, that's because I'm just a good man, of, good man with words, you know. Good man with words. I can speak good. I, I, I could do English as... All right, let's move it on. All right, quick bits, Ryan. Also, let us know anything on the showcase. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, The PS5 Pro may come as early as 2023, according to rumor. God of War's Tia is shorter than Resident Evil's Lady Dimitrescu. Oh, yeah, Tia. Their God of War, he's a a big, tall fucking unit. Uh, Death Stranding final trailer was released this week, cut by Kojima himself, filled with spoilers, only if you know what's going on in the game. Yeah. And Hellraiser has arrived in Dead by Daylight. Uh, and we should also add into those quick bits as well. Uh, PlayStation have picked up well. PlayStation Studios. Uh, they've added PlayStation Studios. They've had a Fire Sprite, uh, a 250-team fuck employment team. Yeah, they, are, they are bigger than their other two UK studios. Uh, what was it? Um, London Studio and, and Media Molecule. Media Molecule combined, yeah. uh, so their previous experience is uh, Playroom, which was the built-in game for PS4, uh, the Playroom VR, and there was something else they worked on it as well. Apparently, they have also done heaps of collaboration with PlayStation Studios. Yeah, before. which makes sense. They, they might be good support studio, but which which is kind of cool. Um, look, the PS5 Pro, are you fucking kidding me? Like, we barely have games that are needed for the PS5. And you want to make a... a Look, I'm a sucker and I'll buy that shit in an instant. However, but like, you barely have a reason to buy a PS5. So in two years, they want you to buy a new one? Get the fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. Ryan, day one, buys one. (laughs) Yeah, but I have have the benefit of like, I'll make it for content. Yeah. But yeah. Cool. All right, here are the top 10 best-selling PS5 games for the 5th of September. Uh, sorry, PS4 games, best-selling games, blah, 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 blah. Fucking number 10, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. Number 9, F1 2021. Number 8, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Number 7, God of War. Number 6, Marvel Spider-Man. Number 5, in, uh, Need for Speed Heat. Number 4, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Number 3, Gran Turismo Sport. Number 2, Red Dead Redemption 2. And number 1, unsurprisingly, God of... Uh, no, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto 5. Uh, games coming this week. We have Deathloop coming to PlayStation 5 September 14th. We have Aragami 2 coming to PS4 and PS5 September 17th. Toem PS5 September 17th. <laughs> Nexomon, PS4 and PS5, September 17th. And Tales of Iron, PS4, PS5, September 17th. Deathloop obviously being the standout there. Yeah, pretty much. All right, well, let's send this fucker. We've Guys, we've taken up so much of your time as it is. Thank you so much for joining us, as always, in this extra long, passionate <laughs> uh, version of For the Players really appreciate it and yeah go check out max's because we, we've name dropped it like more times than death loop uh the question box w- with shane go check it out magic <laughs> underscore cast oh that's great <laughs> well, everyone us, this, play- us home, max. <laughs> this playstation conversation happens every monday morning at 8 a.m on podcast services including apple podcasts and spotify and 9 a.m on those youtubes if you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, come and check out our socials, 
Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join the conversation <clears throat> as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures where you can watch us record this show live. We can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can. Tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are on podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you are on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. If you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash thepopcultures as well as our merchandise store, of course, the comps shop where you buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. But until next week, we'll hopefully be less lengthy. Uh, <laughs> I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Waffles. Fuck. <laughs> and that was for the players. Are we really going to chicken and waffles tomorrow? I think we should make it happen. Yeah, sure. Yes. I'll see what I can do. <laughs>